This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Yes, indeed. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. A little bit of a different take today. Today's show comes from December the 19th in 2017. It wasn't all that long ago, but I think this is a great segment. David Lee, the voice of the really big Barbecue Central Show and the voice of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show. He's in and Greg is going to catch up with him on what it's like to be a voice artist and do imaging for production. Let's get right to it. Here's David Lee and Greg Rempe from 1219-2017. My next guest and helping me close out the show can be heard on radios nationwide. In fact, if you're a football fan, a basketball fan, a baseball fan, a motocross fan, a bull riding fan, you've heard his voice a lot. And maybe you've never thought any more about it after you thought to yourself, man, I wish I had the voice like that guy does. Well, the show is primarily a live fire cooking show. It's not always about barbecue. You hear my next guest lead us back in these uh, this show from Live Reads. Many of you have asked, who is that guy? So tonight I thought it would be great to answer all of those questions. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome in for the first time, the really big voice guy for the Barbecue Central show. It is David Lee. David, how are you, buddy? Hey, doing great, brother. David, Thanks for having me, Greg. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And it's, I mean, it is such an honor to have you be the official voice for the Barbecue Central show. It really adds uh, quite a dynamic piece of professionalism and legitimacy to an otherwise weirdo internet uh, radio show slash podcast. But is this the first time that you have been asked to be a guest on a live fire cooking show? It is definitely the first time, so I appreciate that first. It's always a first for something. Well, I'm uh, glad I can supply that for you. So did you know, David, that Wisconsin and the surrounding states is actually a hotbed for some of the best competition barbecue teams in the country right now? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I go to a lot of Green Bay Packer games, and the tailgates are going like crazy. It's a big tradition up there at Lambeau Field, so it uh, doesn't surprise me, although I didn't know that. Are you a big sports fan, or because it's a Wisconsin thing, you're kind of innately a Green Bay fan? Yes, I am from Green Bay, and uh, so I have, it's in my blood. Live, grew up just a few miles from the stadium, so uh, I go to... Probably about three games and hang out in the Westwood One booth from time to time as well. From a live fire cooking perspective, David, are you someone who is in this culture fully? Are you more of a guy that likes to fire up the grill here and there or maybe not even at all? No, I definitely fire up the grill. Um, you know, I'm not uh, as adept as you and your listeners, but uh, can do the basics. I do like to fire up the grill from time to time. We we all do it here in the summertime. David Lee joining me here on the show. You can find his website, by the way, at davidleeproductions.com. Uh, we'll obviously learn a little bit more about him here during the show, but if you're interested in hearing some demos and all that good stuff, hit up the website. All right, David, so let's roll back if we could 
all the way back to the 1970s where we find a high school age David Lee getting his first sniff of radio at your high school station, no less, which is actually where I saw my first hints of radio. My uh, high school in Bainbridge, Ohio, actually had a radio station that was nestled right inside the walls there. Before you started, did you have a desire to be a jock or be a voice talent? Or perhaps a better question is, when did the signature David Lee pipes kick in? Well, probably uh, it, during, well, seventh, maybe seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I mean, not, not like they are now, but uh, the beginnings where I would uh, imitate my favorite disc jockeys. Back then, AM radio was king, and uh, radio was really the thing back then. And most of the radio announcers were big stars in various cities. And it was an exciting time if you were into radio back then. And um, so I, I wanted to be like that dude on the radio, like uh, Larry Lujak at uh, WLS or WCFL in Chicago and uh, CKLW out of Detroit, which you may have been able to pick up. Well, you're too, too young for that, but they were big in Cleveland back in the 70s. Um, I would listen to them. Anything on the Clear Channel AM back in the early 70s when I was uh, just growing up and then... FM radio and rock and roll back in the uh, later 70s. David, do you find that as you see the progression of radio when you had started it in the 70s and you had said you're trying to imitate some of these guys, you know, back then, was there, did you have to have a signature voice? Did you have to have that over-the-top ability to not only command the English language in a live sense, but also have some type of an audible hook to keep an interest and, I guess, ultimately keep a job? I don't think you you had to necessarily, but uh, if you were going to make it in the bigger cities, you did. You had to either have a you know an over the top personality or a, or a commanding sound that people that sucked people into the music and the, the what was going on at the radio station. Do you think in today's radio era you need to have that hook as well, or has it changed so much that you don't really need to have the commanding? stereotypical radio type voice to be a success no as a matter of fact uh, it's a detriment in some cases they they want a more guy off the street sound um you know i, I still hear it on like classic rock stations and some of the stations geared toward the upper demos but you don't hear it on the younger demo stations i think uh, you know it's more of a like a just a typical guy next door sound Dave, you start David Lee Productions in the 80s, but you're still doing a lot of on-air type work. Back then, did you need to focus on one or the other? Did having expertise in both arenas make you more valuable to a station? It was definitely more valuable to a station back then. As a matter of fact, you had to be adept at both unless you were just a big star that did the morning show and that was it. You had to be able to produce commercials and recopy and be a what would be a, a voiceover talent in that era which was more of a radio voice but uh you had to be flexible to do the different pages of copy that the salespeople would give you do you hear as you're talking with people about radio or people find out who you are and start to talk to you about radio that the death of the single owned radio stations or maybe uh, an owner that had two or three radio stations with the emergence of bigger conglomerates like a Clear Channel, for instance, 
have been bad for the industry or has it been a good thing? It's definitely homogenized things um, in the playlists. The music playlists are pretty much the same from city to city. Back in the day, you had a lot of a local flavor. Cleveland would have their sound. Detroit would be having Motown. Uh, you know, cities like San Antonio and Milwaukee were more blue collar, heavy metal, hard rock. Uh, back in the 70s, you could go from city to city and you would hear different sounds. Whereas now you can travel if it's, it's different uh, with uh, the big companies owning the stations, everything is is homogenized. In fact, uh, the DJs can voice track, so you'll sometimes hear the same announcer in one city and then in several others. That's David Lee from David Lee Imaging, the big voice. Not going to lie to you. First time you hear David Lee say your name, you go, holy crap, it's impressive. I'll never forget it. And yeah, I want to send Heister MK416 as well. But another day. Anyway, you want to hear the rest of this show, head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com. There will be a link in the show notes that will take you right there. Please go give the rest of it a listen. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast or subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show newsletter. Either way, subscribe to something for us. Please help hook a brother up. Okay, until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.